Welcome to discussing about how sleep can help you lose weight. My name is Shalane McLaughlin, and uh, I am an AFMaster instructor and a group exercise instructor for over 10 years. So as a fitness professional, it is my goal to get you guys healthy and motivated to be healthier. So today's webinar is gonna be about sleep and also if a lack of sleep can make you gain weight. Um, in the past few decades, there's been a huge increase in the prevalence of obesity. It is one of uh, the world's health organization's major epidemics. Uh, there's tons of studies about sleep and obesity. Um, there was a, a rise in cardiovascular disease and mortality rates uh, with things such as type two diabetes and, and related uh, illnesses that are preventable. And then at the same time, there's been a reduction in sleep time. So national surveys have shown that USA have declined in self-sleep duration over the past 50 years by one and a half to two hours. So basically we went from sleeping eight and a half, eight hours to six and a half hours for the average American. Uh, the average Japanese person is actually even lower. Welcome, Susie. And so um, with this lack of sleep, there is also a growing obesity rate. So I don't know how much of it is it interlinked. There's been a lot of studies. All right, so let's get a quick test because we always do this to see are we sleep deprived, okay? So 10 fingers up. Put one down if it is going to be you most of the time. All right, you don't have to show your fingers if you don't want to. All right, fingers up. Put it down if you find that you are moodier than normal. Moodier. Moodier. Oh, okay. Do you experience an increase in appetite? Do you struggle to remember details you would normally remember? Joe, you just putting all your fingers down, right? <laughs> <One finger. laughs> Do you feel sleepy during the day? Okay. Do you find your sex drive lower than normal? Oh, that's a little personal. You don't have to tell me. Um, do you find that you're stressed out by minor inconveniences? Are you minor. slow? Minor inconveniences. So things that shouldn't bother you, bother the bejesus out of you. Okay, now, uh, are you slow to comprehend what you're reading? Slower to comprehend what you're reading. So you have to reread the same sentence. Do you rely on more than the recommended amount of caffeine to keep you alert during the day? I'm looking at you, Suzanne. <laughs> uh, does it take you less than 10 minutes or more than 15 minutes to fall asleep? That's me too. And do you usually get, get less than six hours of sleep per night? Okay, so if you have a good number of fingers down, then you probably are sleep deprived. So sleep deprivation is pretty normal. Most Americans experience sleep deprivation. So today we're gonna talk about Oops, we forgot to, most of us are this, right? 
<laughs> so today we're going to talk about the signs of sleep deprivation, which we just did, sleep and weight loss, sleep and exercise, issues of possible concern, and tips to healthier sleep. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to try this polling. And basically, I'm going to have a poll that says it's multiple choice, A, B, or C, or D. So just pick one. It doesn't matter. Just pick one. I want to make no, sure everybody knows anyone? how to do it. Any one you like. Okay. Go ahead. Pick any one. I just wanted to see if everybody can use it. Two out of five can do it. Can everybody vote? Mm -hmm. I have four. Everybody voted? Five. We're good. Okay. So basically, I'm going to end the poll. And then this way, can you see the results? Yep. yep. Okay, this is, this is the results. All right. We're going to do a multiple choice quiz. Oh, man, I messed it up. All right, here. You guys saw it. Just pretend you didn't see it. So there is going to be five questions. Number one, there was a study. It was only 16 adults, but they were only allowed to sleep five hours per night for five nights. After five days, they gained an average of how many pounds? After five days. Yes. No, these. Uh, yep. Okay. Are we supposed to guess? Yes, I don't yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just, right now. I, just, I just see A through D. I don't see any, any information behind the letters. Nope. It's just going to be the, the thing on the screen. Do you see the questions on the screen? No. Two pounds? No. 0.8 pounds, 1.2 pounds, or 1.8 pounds after five days? No, I don't see that. All right. I guess because I'm on my phone. Oh, I see it now. Okay. So people guessed C and D, and you are right. It's actually D. So an average of 1.8 pounds gained after five days of not enough sleep. And actually, I didn't sleep enough um, on a Tuesday night and Wednesday night and Thursday. And, and you know what? I actually went up probably two pounds in that short three period, you know, that short period right after that period, too. So I believe this poll. There's, there was actually a study, and it was um, in 2008. They found that... Short sleep duration increased the likelihood of obesity by 89% in children and 55% in adults. So basically, if you slept less than seven hours, if you slept only five to six hours a night, 27% more chance to be obese. Um, you, you gained more body fat and 35% were likely to gain 11 pounds for people then that just slept a normal amount. So if you slept seven to eight hours, it could possibly prevent you from gaining 11 pounds a year. So if you slept longer, however, it wasn't necessarily good for you unless you were trying to play catch up on your sleep. So sometimes you do need to sleep longer if you haven't been sleeping enough, but to get that 
you know, debt paid for your sleep debt, it actually, it does not take more than a couple of days. So we'll talk about it actually later. Okay. So they say, Dara, so, we can hear you. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna mute Dara. Yeah, there we go. All right, so cross-sectional studies from around the world show consistent increase risk of obesity in short sleepers in both children and adults. And so poor sleep basically has been repeatedly linked to higher body mass index and weight gain. So this unfortunately is like a cycle. So if you have weight gain, it um, stops you from sleeping well, and then it adds to more weight gain from not sleeping well. And also a lot of sleep disorder, like sleep apnea are also weight worsened by weight gain. So things like that is just a cycle. You get a cycle of gaining weight and sleeping less because you, you are uh, gaining more weight. Now the other thing, second question, is that sleep, oh no, sleep affects appetite as well. So basically, if you don't sleep enough, there's two hormones, one that tests um, that tells your brain about how hungry you are. And the second one that tells you how satisfied and how full you are after you've eaten. So if you don't have enough sleep, your brain is telling your body you are still hungry and it's telling your body you are not full. So it, it is also doing both of those things. So basically if you sleep enough, you can decrease your body BMI, your body mass index, just from adding two hours of sleep a day. All right. Now I had to put in my car, <laughs> car thing for you, Joe and Dara, mm -hmm. but basically your body without sleep is like you driving on fumes. <laughs> so, so if you have gone longer than 21 hours without sleep, it is like you are legally drunk. You're, you're, it's the equivalent of a 0.08 body alcohol content. So actually I've gotten into two really major car accidents when I was sleep deprived, once in college and once um, after when I was working full time. And both of those car accidents were really bad. Once I was T-boned and the other one I was, um, I was on a head-on collision. So both of those were entirely on the fact that I was without sleep. I was not drinking, I, you know, but I was not sleeping enough. So it is very dangerous to, to drive and be sleepy. Okay, next poll, question number two. Do you see the questions? All right. The answers are, okay, so the question is, healthy, 12 healthy men were only allowed four hours of sleep. Their calorie intake increased by, guess how much, versus when they slept eight hours. So they were, they were, they were tested twice. Okay, go ahead. Were they A, 7%, B, 12%, C, 22%, or D, 27%? More calories consumed. 
good. Everybody voted? All right. Everybody said C, and you are all right. How did you guys all guess this? <laughs> Smarter than average bear. Yes, you guys are smart. All right, so yeah, you guys are good test takers. So basically, it's true. Lack of sleep alters the way your brain works. So it makes you harder, it makes, your, it makes it harder for you to make healthy choices and resist tempting foods. So um, it can decrease your self-control and decision-making abilities and increase your brain's reaction to foods that are bad for you like sugar and bad carbs. So we talked about carbs before and this just ties all in together. So the frontal lobe of the brain uh, is affected by sleep deprivation, and that is in charge of decision-making and self-control. So therefore, it's, uh, it's, it's not good for you. It can also increase your calorie intake. So it's been linked to that your reward centers of your brain are stimulated more by food when you are sleep-deprived. So increases your affinity for foods that are high in calories, carbs, and fat. The other thing is when you're awake longer, you actually have longer to eat. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're up late at night, guess what? when that's very tempting to watch TV and have a Need snack, a right? Snack. Yeah. Right, right. So um, there was another sleep a study that said that a large portion of excess calories from sleep deprivation were consumed at snacks after dinner. The last study that they did about this was that poor sleep can increase your calorie intake by affecting your ability to control portion sizes. So if um, they did another study where they, they uh, basically were deprived of sleep, and then the following morning for breakfast, they looked at pictures and figured out what was the size of food that they would eat. And it, and it always was much larger than they should have had. So basically, it is not a good thing for your brain when we are lacking sleep. All right, um, next question. All right, 10 overweight adults, already overweight. They're on a 14 day diet. They were only allowed five and a half hours of sleep. They all lost, all, all 10 people lost weight after this uh, 14 day, two week diet. However, did they lose more fat, more muscle or equal, equal amounts of fat and muscle? Sorry, I didn't, I didn't say that wrong. Yes, I got one answer. Did, did these 10 overweight participants lose more fat, more muscle, equal amounts of fat and muscle? Right. So yes, people lost more muscle. You guys are entirely right. See, two for three for three. You guys are doing great. So what does it mean to lose muscle mass. 
if you have muscle and you have fat, if you have one pound of muscle and you have one pound of fat, which one do you think burns more uh, calories? Muscle. muscle. Muscle burns more calories. So basically, if you had a 22 pound loss of muscle mass, you can lower your resting metabolic rate, which is your metabolism as you're doing nothing, by 100 calories per day. So that is significant in terms of um, calories that are being burned. So the both groups, the, the ones that were on a, the five and a half hours of sleep during this study, they um, lost more weight from muscle and not from fat. So that is good. All right. So therefore, it makes a big difference in terms of weight loss without weight training. Okay, let's do one more study, one more question. Here's your poll. Okay. 11 men allowed an only four hours of sleep for six nights. Their ability to lower sugar increased by how much? Anybody else want to guess? 10%, 20%, 30%, 40%. All right, so everybody actually guessed differently. All right, everybody guessed differently. And the, quest, and the answer is 40%. And this is just after um, six nights, six nights. Isn't that crazy? Mm. So poor sleep can cause cells to become insulin resistant pretty quickly. So we talked about insulin and, and blood sugar. So the excess insulin also makes you hungry and tells your body to store the calories as fat. So it is a precursor to type two diabetes and weight gain. So they're all linked together. So this study also shows that basically a few nights of poor sleep can cause cells to become insulin resistant. And also, you know, reverse is true. Just a couple nights of good sleeps can help you get back on track if your body isn't already, you know, type two diabetes. All right. Let's see. So I'm sorry, I should have been doing these. So basically the um, Diabetes Council um, has talked about this. 33% of people with diabetes have sleep disturbances. Okay, and then it adds on to your poor choices of food and decision portion control. It all, it all snow, snowballs. Okay, last question. When should you not exercise?
Oh, well, so I have to say this was a trick question. No. It should be never, right? Um, <laughs> but um, there actually is scientific proof that uh, people feel more sleepy during the day when they don't have any exercise during the day. So those are people who um, exercise less than once a week, less than twice a week, three times a week. And then these are the number of times they feel more sleepy during the day, more number of people. Okay. Oops. So now there is a time for you to exercise and help your body uh, for optimal sleep awareness. So if you want to have solid nighttime sleep, it's better to hit the gym in the morning or the afternoon rather than the evening time. If you work out in the morning, you can enjoy longer, deeper sleep at night. And if you work out in the afternoon, it's going to allow your body temperature to rise. And then after you've exercised to fall, and that would also help you sleep. So evening exercises, as long as they're not super strenuous, where you are going to be doing heavy cardio, it is actually also okay. So yoga or some kind of like bar, very uh, moderate kind of exercise or breathing meditations, all of those are really good to do at night. So we don't want to simulate ourselves too late in the evening. All right. Now, Exercise can also, it's, it can also be a, another vicious cycle where if you are not exercising and you are not sleeping, the lack of sleep also helps you not exercise because you are just too tired. So if you don't have the energy to do anything else, you don't think about doing exercise on top of that. So there was another study that did, 15 men found that when they were sleep deprived, the intensity of their physical activity decreased significantly. So basically better sleep will increase your athletic performance. There was another study that college basketball players were asked to spend 10 hours in bed each night for five to seven weeks, and they were faster, their reaction times improved, and their accuracy increased, and their fatigue levels decreased. So it is proven. All right, um, so basically exercise will raise your body temperature and you, you, we actually have two times in our day when we are naturally sleepy. One is in the middle of the night and one is in the afternoon, like one to four. And most people have that. And that is a natural cycle for our body. And that's based on the light. So that is, um, circadian rhythms. So if we feel those rhythms change, like for example, when Susie moved to Utah or when you go on vacation, we need to have those adjusted, right? So that would also help us figure out when we should be exercising and when we should be sleeping. Okay. Issues to watch out for. If you have sleepiness when you expect to be awake and alert, excessive snoring, leg cramping, tingling, gasping or difficulty breathing during sleep, prolonged insomnia, 
and or basically anything that prevents you from sleeping well every single night, then we really need to go to the doctor because then there's something else, maybe a medical reason behind why you're not sleeping enough, right? The other thing that we can check for is your thyroid. If you're having problems sleeping, get your, ask your doctor if maybe you should get your thyroid checked because if you have hyperthyroidism, thyroidism when your gland produces too much of the thyroid hormones, it um, leads you to feel wired and jittery. So you can have symptoms like being anxious, having racing pulse, and having a hard time to be relaxed. So as a result, you have a hard time sleeping. And the opposite is when you, um, your body is really slow and you feel tired really easily. And when you sleep seven to eight, nine hours of sleep, that doesn't help you enough because you still feel exhausted. So they feel like they're in a fog or a haze and that's also not good. So the good news is most people with thyroid disorders can be treated medically. So double check with your doctors. If you're sleeping the seven to nine hours and you're still having issues, that could be a sign for deeper research. All right, some tips. We all know about the caffeine before bed. So don't, you know, my kids are like, oh, I drink caffeine and nothing happens. Meanwhile, they're up till 4 a.m. And <laughs> but the other thing is sometimes they're just so tired they sleep even with the caffeine and that's just not good. But uh, things like alcohol, cigarettes, heavy meals. Did I say alcohol, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all of those things can disrupt sleep. Um, big and spicy meals that can cause indigestion. Um, try not to drink too much water before bed, right before bed. That's common sense, right? Um, if you're still hungry, you can do a very light snack 45 minutes before bed, right? But if you can, avoid eating large meals for two to three hours before bedtime. The other thing is to evaluate your room. So look at your bedroom. Is it inviting? Um, do you have enough shades to give you enough, you know, darkness? If you're sleeping, or, or is there a, like a light on somewhere, like from a light switch or something that's shining in your eyes that can disrupt your uh, falling, falling a bit, falling to sleep? Um, check for noises like ticking of clocks. It could be other distractions like your partner's snoring. <laughs> um, actually, there was this interesting fact that one out of four married couples sleep in separate beds. I, I don't know. Susie and I sleep with each other <laughs> because she, she's in Utah. And then whenever I go to visit her, I end up, because there's no extra beds on like, sleeping with her. That's pretty funny. Okay. Um, recently, I started using eye shades like the masks. And I always used to make fun of my cousins, my cousins uh, in California, they have a they both went to Stanford, my cousin and his wife. So they're very smart people. And when I went to their house, and they went to bed, they both had masks and earplugs. 
on their each person's side of the bed. And it was really funny to me. Back then I was like, what? These people are crazy. And now I'm like, this makes total sense. <laughs> so um, consider using things like blackout shades, um, eye, eye glass, earplugs, white noise machines, humidifiers, fans, other devices to help you sleep. Make sure your mattress is comfortable. So after nine or 10 years, it's time for a new mattress. It's, it's a big investment, but it is worthwhile. The other thing is um, last uh, Black Friday, I bought a, a thing like on a whim because it was I was walking through like Walmart and during Black Friday and it was in the middle and I it was a mattress pad, like a foam memory foam one. And let me tell you, that thing made my bed feel so much more comfortable. I, you know, so something like that, and it came with two new pillows and a, and a foam thing. So having a really comfortable bed can help you excessively. The other thing is check for allergies, things that, that could cause allergies like dust or mites. So if you have a mattress cover that can cover your mattress so that you don't get the dust, it might also help you. There is such thing as a bedtime ritual or routines. So get yourself into a routine, do something like brush your teeth um, so that you know you stop eating and then figure out what, what you need to do to make yourself, if it's gonna be like, listen to some music or read a part of your book and make that convenient to yourself. Like put those little Make a space that you can put the book um, or try to be like, okay, at this time of the night, I'm going to brush my teeth, whatever it is. So try to stick with a little routine and that'll help your body wind down. So the other thing they said is you need to sleep usually at the same time every night. So just because it's a weekend, we shouldn't stay up later. That's what the scientific studies say. So we, we really should set ourselves a sleep schedule and allow ourselves time to wind down. So try to avoid your laptop because the laptops have the blue lights. So actually my glasses have the blue light filters on them. That's something that I make sure that I'm always wearing those versus my regular readers. So try to avoid the electronics before bed. Now, if you can't sleep, try to go to another room and do something else that's relaxing until you feel tired. So it's best to use your bed only for sleep and marital relations. So if you associate your bed with work or something else it actually or if you just always read in bed right and you get yourself reading reading and you can't go back to sleep because you're reading then maybe it's better for you to take it into a different room or a separate part of your room to do those other functions before you just go to bed so your bed is just for sleeping Uh, the other thing is exercise. Great, vigorous exercise is best. Light exercise is always better than no exercise, but don't do it right before bed. 
And then we were talking about the circadian rhythm. So avoid bright light in the evenings and expose yourself to sunlight in the mornings. So if there's a way that you can wake up and have sun, that is really the best for your body to help your body get into the rhythm. Dave, I am so proud of you for drinking water, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> um, Trying to get my ounces in. Yes, good for you. Um, the, last, the one that we were talking about is balance your hydration. So definitely drink enough water, but don't drink too close to bedtime. The other thing that we were talking about waking ourselves up was drink a full glass of water in the morning. And hopefully you guys are doing that this past week. And then if you are still having a hard time sleeping, try to avoid naps in the afternoon. So if you have a power nap, sometimes that'll stop you from sleeping at night. So even eliminating short cat naps might help you by just making you go to bed at nine o'clock instead of 10 o'clock. So like my body wants to go to bed by 9, 30, 10. And if I force myself to stay up past that, then I'm like awake. So sometimes it's nice to just go to bed when you need to go to bed. All right. So you can also do certain poses to help yourself with um, getting better sleep so that your body is stretched. If you have a hard time with the first a movement on your knee with the knees, you can just sit on a chair or sit at the edge of your bed and do that movement. You don't have to sit with both knees behind you if you have bad knees. And then the last moment, movement, the butterfly pose, you can always just do one leg at a time. So there's definitely lots of modifications. But sometimes it's nice just to arch your back and curve your spine and then push back. You can do them all uh, when you're on the, when you're on the, uh, before you go to bed on your mattress. You can lean forward and lean forward like that. So you can modify the child's pose. You don't have to get up on the mattress and do this. Cow and cat poses you can do while seated. You can just arch and then curl. You guys want to do that with me. And then the butterfly pose with one leg up and just do one leg and then the other leg. So those are all good poses for sleep. Okay, I'm getting to the end. All right, takeaways. Anything new, guys? Oops. Any takeaways? Proper sleep is a good thing, yes. Yeah. And I, I knew I need more sleep, but still sometimes I don't prioritize that. Mm -hmm. But then if I say to myself, 11 pounds, sleeping an extra hour can help me drop 11 pounds. And I'm like, well, okay, maybe I do need to prioritize my sleep. And sometimes, you know, like for example, my husband is a morning person and I'm a night owl. So it is hard because my husband gets up at like 4.30, 5 o'clock, and he's up and around, buzzing around, doing his thing. And then come 7 o'clock, he wants to talk to me, and I'm like still sleeping because I'd just gone to bed, right? And, and I had to yell at him, and I say, no, don't wake me up in the mornings because I'm not getting enough sleep. Because actually, we didn't talk about 
the science of your sleep and like your sleep rhythms and cycles, but he wakes me up during my REM, my, my, um, my deep sleep cycle. And that is very disruptive. So that's been much, much better. I've been, you know, he doesn't like it, but I've actually had to put my foot down and say, this is really important to me because I need this for my health. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the eye masks, I do do that. And I also do track my sleep. I have this app on my phone called Pillow. And I believe it's free and it syncs with your watch. Um, you can either type in when you go to bed, you know, the time, or you can just wear the watch and it automatically just tracks how, you, how much you sleep. And um, that's been kind of interesting. It's been pretty accurate. And then it'll tell you, you know, your sleep, um, what do they call it? Quality. So it's like how well you slept. So it's pretty neat because they will, you guys can't see this, but it will track, oh, you can see it. So you'll track the deep sleep cycles. And that's when I was finding out that my husband was waking me up. Because I was like, <laughs> you know, don't be waking me up like right then because that's, that's when I'm getting my deepest parts of my sleep. So that was helpful to me. Do you guys have any other tips about sleeping for yourself that you guys are currently doing? Not real. Do you, um, that pillow, is that only works with a, um, an iPhone or an iWatch, uh, you know, the, the... Yeah, this one only works for the Apple Watch and the yeah, okay. Apple iPhone, but I think there's other programs that you can find for your Android and I don't know. Fitbit or something. Fitbit. I can try to do a little research. I don't know about those. That's okay. Um, it does help. And it doesn't. Um, and now, I mean, like the, the older I, Apple Watches are so cheap. They're actually pretty much more affordable. So the new ones are still expensive. All right. Let's see. So thank you very much for sticking with me about talking about weight loss. If uh, you want to get the replays or about our previous journeys, go to the getfit.shalanefit.com. If you want to do classes with me and general info, shalanefit.com. And if you guys are going to stay with me, we're going to talk about doing the discussions in the breakout rooms. All right. So thank you and goodbye for people listening in. Um, I'm going to have an article posted on the website as well for things to read that would help you for this session. And have a great week.